Good afternoon, everyone. Jen here from Mind Body Whole Wellness. Popping on live this Sunday to talk about stress response and longevity. So I've been reading a lot in this in the new year, um, getting into Yoga Nidra. Um, of course, essential oils is always something, um, and uh, as well as preparing for teacher training for the final piece of my yoga therapist level certification that starts at the end of March. So I've been starting some reading um, and I just want to preface that all this information that I share with you on a week-to-week -week basis um, is like is my gleanings from all of these all of the things that I've been reading, all the things that I've been studying, um, other people's research from a wide variety of sources, uh, medical journals, um, ancient yoga yoga texts. Um, so just really kind of uh, trying to disseminate all this information and share it in a way um, that might be helpful to you. Also being able to, um, what I'm really ex get excited about is the science of course and I always get excited about the science um, because that's how I learn. That's how I understand things. Um, I really no need to know the why and the how and um, that's how I really got interested in essential oils, was seeing the science piece and understanding the chemistry and how it works in the body, because that's how my mind works. It's very um, analytical, which is a downfall in some areas and very helpful in others. Um, also, one of my strengths is organization, so I feel like um, it is my gift to share take in a ton of information and then be able to maybe share um, the highlights from that. So that's what I hope to do in these self-care Sundays. Uh, if you're looking for resources in specific areas, feel free to reach out. I could direct you to, um, to a great book or a great article or some great information. Um, I really, that's one of my top strengths is just this uh, constant lifelong need to be learning new things. Um, and what I'm really finding super cool lately is that all of the ancient texts of what they've been talking about, of what yoga philosophy has been talking about for at least 5,000 years, is meeting um, Western science language. And now we can, we can talk from both sides. Um, Western medicine has been researching the ancient arts, the ancient sciences of yoga and Ayurveda. Um, and they're discovering the Western language for what the yogis have known for thousands of years. And so I really, when I come across um, the language of science that I'm used to in some of the ancient texts or um, some of the really great teachers talking about or referencing ancient texts, it gets me really excited because I understand that language, especially coming from, um, you know, a couple decade career in a stressful work environment things like the fight or flight or um, overactive ner uh, nervous system, hypervigilance. When these words are popping up over and over again in relation to yoga, yoga therapy, um, the different practices that yogis have been doing for thousands of years, um, I get really excited because all the things that I was doing before I came to yoga, um, it turns out that they're all linked to really ancient science um, and healing methodology. So I wanted to share some of that with you today. If you're working, uh, if you feel like you're chronically taxed and stressed, which it seems like most of society is, 
So I want to share some gleanings from a bunch of different sources today under the heading of stress response and longevity. So to start with, um, in an ideal condition, our bodies are meant to um, be exposed to external stimulus, whether that's um, you know, from ancient times of being chased by a lion or hunting for food or, um, you know, generally taking care of our survival as a being, as a, you know, as another animal on the planet. Uh, we're ex designed to be exposed to threat and then return back to homeostasis or balance. So our nervous systems are designed with these two different responses. We have a stress response, the fight or flight or the sympathetic nervous system, which is designed to... Uh, prepare our body to meet a threat and fight it or to prepare our bodies physiologically to run away from a threat um, you know things like redirecting our energy from digestion um, from our reproductive organs to uh, increased blood flow to the lungs and heart so that we can either engage in a fight or we can run away from the threat um, or worst case scenario when we freeze and we don't respond to the, to the stressor at all so that's the way our bodies are designed, beautifully designed with these two different nervous system responses. Um, however, today, we are chronically overstimulating our nervous systems. So whether that's um, working really long shifts in stressful environments, or taking on too many things, not getting enough rest, um, watching too much TV, or not really being mindful about what we're exposing um, our mental capacities to, whether it's you know, watching um, tons of news or a lot of screen time, um, watching violent movies, um, any of those things that are, whether we know it or not, activating that fight or flight response in our nervous system. And so when it's chronically stimulated, and that means like long term over and over, we can develop um, a nervous system that forgets how to switch off, how to switch from the sympathetic nervous system, which is that fight or flight, and how to switch into the parasympathetic system. Our bodies should be able to do both. We should be able to ebb and flow between fight or flight and rest, relax, digest, and heal. Um, but when we don't shut that off, we come into things like hypervigilance, where we can't relax, where we can't shut um, our senses off. If you have been in law enforcement for a long time or in a stressful environment, um, working with people, or your your day-to-day -day life exposes you to a lot of um, threatening situations, you can deliver, um, you can eventually over time um, develop a overstimulated sympathetic nervous system. So you're always listening to the conversations in the room, or you always have to know where the exits are, um, a noise disturbs you or gets you angry or nervous. Um, these are all signs that we we have an overstimulated nervous system. And what can happen when we have, um, well, every time our nervous system, the sympathetic nervous system of fight or flight is activated, our body produces stress hormones, things like cortisol and um, adrenaline. Cortisol actually deactivates our immune system so that we can redirect that energy to either engaging or fleeing. Adrenaline. Uh, increasing blood flow, heart rate, things like that, to, so that we can breathe faster, we or we can respond, we can engage, or we can run away. So those are the two big stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline. And we all know from um, you know every single uh, advertising on weight management that cortisol is 
um, it is one of the hormones that is responsible for making it really hard for us to lose weight or maintain a healthy weight. So what do we do about this? We have this, um, we have these, these nervous systems that are overtaxed. How do we switch from fight or flight and into rest, relax, digest, and heal into that parasympathetic where our immune systems can flourish and do what they're supposed to to keep us healthy, where our reproductive systems can do what they're supposed to. Um, things like infertility are strongly related to chronic long-term stress in the body. Uh, long-term stress also is linked to compromising our neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity is the ability for us to learn things, to adapt, to, um, to grow mentally. Um, and it's not just external stimuli or stressors, um, but it's also our emotional reaction to them. So things like fear, anxiety, depression, um, worry, um, those feelings, those emotions from that stress response get stored in our physiology, so in our bodies, in our physical bodies. I'm not just talking about psychology and, you know, long-term stress and fear and anger and those things being built up in our mental mind. These, um, these emotions actually cause biochemical shifts in the body, in the brain. Um, when we have this long-term threat response, this fear, anger, anxiety, things like that, um, that can impact everything from our insulin levels, our infertility, our immune function, and that these extended periods of our nervous system being turned on in fight or flight um, actually fray and wear down the ends of our chromosomes, of our DNA. The ends are called telomeres, and I've talked about this before. Um, this repeated... Uh, hypervigilant state of our sympathetic nervous system wears down those ends of our chromosomes that are designed to protect us, to help us um, to prevent aging and disease and illness. So we need to protect those ends of the telomeres. Um, so how do we do that? We need to be able to return to homeostasis, so to switch off that fight or flight, um, find balance, find a place for the body to calm down, to realize that it's no longer under threat um, so that we can rest. Again, we can sleep. If you're having issues with, um, with insomnia or um, indigestion, ability to heal from anything, whether it be a small wound or chronic long-term disease, we need to bring calm calm to our nervous systems. So how can we do that? Uh, there's a number of ways. It really depends where you're starting um, and where you're, what you're struggling with the most. Um, of course, uh, yoga is a big piece. And I would like to start by saying that yoga is not just a physical practice. There is so much more to yoga than just the physical poses. Uh, some of you may have seen that I post. I had post, posted on that earlier. Um, one of my yoga gurus is Donna Farhi, and she's uh, been a yoga teacher for a very long time. And she says that uh, if we are just, I'm paraphrasing, if we are just looking to teach yoga poses, we should probably call it something other than yoga. Because it's so more encompassing than that. This is full mind-body wellness in yoga. It is 
um, bringing the physical body to a place where it can find stillness so that we can go inward into our minds, get into what are some of our conditionings are, um, long-held beliefs that might not long may no longer be serving us. But in really giving the chance to that nervous system to connect back body and mind. When we are under threat, we have we've redirected all this energy um, to our physical bodies. So in order to bring the body to a state of relaxation, we need to stop. We need to slow down. We need to give ourselves space and um, silence and time to reflect. And that's, you know, really what self-care is about. It's, number one, um, recognizing our inherent worth, that we all have this integral piece, this purpose that we've showed up here for, and we are meant to give back to the rest of um, humanity from our gifts, and we all have them. Whether you're aware of them or not, you all have something that you are uniquely gifted with to give back while you're here. Um, we have to we have to create time for ourselves to connect to those things. Um, so embodiment practices, things that get us into our body. Um, there is uh, what am I looking for? Psychology refers to it as psychosomatic. So we get all caught up in our minds. Um, we can't stop thinking. We can't turn off those thoughts. We can't sleep. We can't get break out of that worry, fear, anxiety cycle. And those emotions get stuck in our bodies and our physiology. And then that turns into, um, that can turn into illness and disease as well. So our emotions and our physical body are not two separate ideas identities. They work, they are interwoven inextricably together like all layers of our body. Um, so giving yourself that space to be in your body instead of going this um, racy brain affecting the body, we want to switch that and we want to give ourselves an opportunity to get into our bodies um, from the only perspective, from this perspective that only we can give ourselves, from that inside out. Um, so whatever that looks like for you, whether it's going to a mindfulness class, or maybe you want to try meditation, or maybe it's just getting out in nature for a walk and just being able to hear yourself think. And I know there's a lot when things are really stressful and you just feel like you can't do it mentally anymore. I know that there is um, there's a tendency to want to numb everything out, whether pick your favorite vice to numb out from those emotions, to not think, to give yourself a break. And I mean, that's all well and valid as well, but you can't do that long-term. You know, short-term is one thing just to get by, to manage to a place where that you can create space, but long-term you cannot continually repress those emotions. They will cause illness and disease in the body. So having a place where you can connect um, body to mind, Things like relaxation yoga classes, yin classes. Come to my yoga class tonight. We're doing, um, we do very little yoga, yoga movement, like traditional poses, but it's creating an environment of relaxation, deep relaxation, uh, breath practices. Your breath is your best tool to calm the body, to calm the mind. When you can take five minutes in a quiet place, bring your body to stillness, and even just focusing on your breath 
mindfully inhaling and exhaling and bringing down that heart rate, your nervous system will automatically be calmed by that practice. And there are many, many, many different kinds of breath practices and embodiment practices that are really slow and gentle. You don't need any, um, any degree of mobility or you can do them anywhere, seated, standing, in a bed, in a wheelchair, uh, in your car. There is no body that is, um, is preempted from doing yoga. Um, from as far as the mental layer, so we've prepared this body for stillness. Um, we want to give our nervous systems this chance to relax, uh, to turn off, to get into some of the more important tasks of our body and finding that balance, um, being able to calm the mind enough to fall asleep. Being able to um, to get the body calm enough so that the immune function can work, so that the body can heal itself at a cellular level. Uh, yoga Nidra is, and I've been reading some of the ancient texts on Yoga Nidra, as well as um, some really great authors who are able to tie it to um, to Western medicine research all really interesting stuff and they're talking they're, they're talking the same language they're talking about um, modern humans suffering from stress-related diseases um, and having the sufficient um, ability to recognize that these originate out of excessive identification with the brain or the psyche um, or the material body um, these destructive psychosomatic tendencies um, to get stuck in our head. And so we talk about things like neuroplasticity and the ability to retrain our minds to break those cycles of fear and anxiety, um, of depression, of those, that, those negative thought patterns. And that's where things like essential oils can come in and we can, um, in, a, in a safe setting, like in a yoga class, you can be diffusing essential oils or applying essential oils in that safe space where you're mindfully um, creating an environment to enter the body, to connect the body and the mind, the emotions that might be held long-term in that body, so whether it's chronic pain or chronic long-term held trauma, being able to delve gently into those layers in a safe place, having um, a, something tie yourself mentally to a strong memory of safety and um, rewiring those thoughts so essential oils are a great way to create that um, mental memory and having a mental trigger. So when we're working in yoga class and we're delving into relaxation and we're um, accessing some of those long-held chronic pains or long-held emotions, really creating this safe container for those things to release when they're ready. And then when you go back out into the world, and you've had this safe experience and you've, you've started reintegrating those two pieces of the body, body and mind and emotions, um, then you have an essential oil that when times get stressful or that nervous system is activated, you can put take five after the stressor has ended or the threat is over. Maybe it's the end of the shift, maybe you're in your car, maybe it's at the end of the day before you go to sleep. Put on those oils, do a similar breath practice 
and your body will switch back into its parasympathetic nervous system. It'll switch back into that ability to heal and rest and digest and reproduce um, if fertility is an issue. All these things are so interwoven and we have the, we have the tools. We have the capacity to, to consciously switch. I think a lot of us um, over the generations we didn't have, maybe we weren't aware of these tools and we've been really been on autopilot or unconscious to the fact that um, maybe this is why I'm so worked up or so angry all the time or so stressed out. I didn't know that my nervous system was chronically stuck in fight or flight all this time. I didn't know that this is a normal response to long-term threat, to long-term work stress and to normalizing that and to letting go of some of this armor that we wear to think that we have to be tough all the time or that nothing affects us or we just power through it or I'll give myself time when everybody else get needs get met or, um, you know, really breaking those social stigmas and realizing that we will all function better together when we take care of ourselves and it's not selfish. Um, Self-care is very much about recognizing your inherent worth and creating space to fill your cup, to grow, to heal, so that you can give of your inherent talents and gifts back to the world. Um, that's another, one of the biggest pieces of finding resiliency from long-term stress is community, is connection. So when I say freedom through connection and self-care, these are the two big pieces that will bring more freedom into any layer of your life is recognizing your worth as a human being, recognizing the importance of self-care wherever you're at in any of those layers of the body, and finding connection, connection with yourself, which I think traditionally has been called spirituality, um, however that resonates with you. But connection to self, realizing that you have everything you need inside you. Um, maybe you need a guide or a teacher or something to give you direction, but we all have this inner capacity for wisdom and healing. Our body knows what to do on the mental level, on the emotional level, on the physical level. We just need to give ourselves space to connect, connection to ourselves. And then the beautiful thing from connecting and connecting to ourselves and taking time for self-care is that we have this full, beautiful ability from which to connect to others with our genuine selves, with the full version of ourselves, energized and full of joy and life and vitality. So it is not selfish. You are giving back to the world with the fullest ability of your capacity when you take time for self-care and time to connect to yourself. Um, and that is the last, one of the last layers that I'll speak to today is um, relational. So we've talked about physical and mental, emotional, um, and spiritual. Relational is that ability, after we've done all this great stuff for ourselves, is this ability to connect to others. And that is a big piece of finding resiliency um, to that stress response, to shutting off the parasympathetic nervous system, to turning that on. Um, is having community, is laughter, is finding joy, is genuinely connecting, seeing, hearing other people, being really seen and really heard by another person, being understood. 
uh, whether you agree or not, just seeking to understand each other's viewpoints, to understand what, what brings each other joy, what, what brings each other rest. Um, that's what we're hardwired for as humans, is this connection. We are pack animals. We are not meant to be um, singular entities. We are, we are all connected. I mean, and if you want to go global, when you think of a human being, from yogic philosophy, we are a, a microcosm. We are a small little uh, version of the universe in our cellular structure as well as in ourselves as beings, and we are connected to the whole. If you want to talk quantum physics, um, we are all at the very base level, um, even smaller than atoms, um, neutrons, protons, electrons. We are all just vibrating energy. And so you think of us at a cellular level, we're vibrating energy, so is the next person, so is the next bird, so is the next tree, so is the sky. When you think of that as a big macrocosm, we're all vibrating energy, we're all connected by that energy. So to think that when we, um, to think that we can live alone and live cut off from connection with other beings, whether they be animals or humans or whatnot, um, we're just not designed for that. We are designed to live in community. And we, at a very base level, derive um, a real sense of security and safety and wellness and well-being from that connection. So, stress response and longevity. We all know that we need to uh, really be mindful about the levels of stimulus, of stressor, um, that we are exposed to and if we are in careers where we don't have a choice or we're in a living situation where we don't have a choice um, then we really need to mindfully add tools to our toolbox that will help us return to homeostasis to return to balance to switch out of fight or flight and to switch back into our parasympathetic nervous systems to bring our bodies to a place to create space for rest a deep relaxation to heal ourselves, to digest our food properly so that we can um, have properly functioning systems like our limbic systems, our hormone systems, that we're generating enough serotonin in our guts because we have nice healthy functioning digestive systems that our brain can benefit from all those serotonin and we feel good and we feel like we can face the day and we can face our lives and we can deal with stress. So all these systems are connected so beautifully um, so that we really are we really have tools and so um, that's the good news for today is if you feel like you're uh, you're stuck and you're chronically stressed out there are a lot of tools for you out there reach out I can give you a whole list of um, suggestions um, just know that there's so much, there's so many resources out there, and the thing that I get really excited about is that the science, for me, because I need to understand with, with the science piece, maybe that's not so, not true for you, but in all the learning that I'm doing, it's really beautiful to see East meeting West, and that we can work together, that Western medicine is on board with things like meditation and yoga and essential oils, and that we can do so much proactively to help ourselves um, versus maybe the historical way of waiting until we just can't function anymore or we're broken or we, we're really sick and we need uh, more invasive or more um, more intrusive methods of helping heal ourselves. Knowing that you have the ability 
to be really proactive about your overall wellness, wherever that, wherever you may be on that spectrum. Yeah, so that is my good news for Sunday. There is so much out there, um, and I'm really excited for this next year um, to start learning more tools, uh, particularly in a one-on-one -on -one setting, in a therapy setting, um, with clients, with students, with, um, with customers, is to um, really be able to listen, um, hear, you know, the needs of, of clients and what their specific stressors are, where they're, what layers of the body that they're working in, and then to have real tangible tools um, that meet people where they're at. And so, like, like I said, you have everything that you need within you. Um, you just need to give yourself the opportunity um, to find the tools that will work for you and listen to your own inner voice. The big benefit of giving yourself time for self-care and connection to yourself is that you foster this inner wisdom, this inner voice, your intuition. Um, you are inspired when you give yourself time to connect to that place. Um, you have the answers in there. And so whether it's listening to a teacher or reading a book or um, doing some research or going to an oils class, whatever that looks like for you, no matter what that external expert or source is saying, that you create time for yourself daily to connect to your interior voice, your wisdom. You have the answer. So if it doesn't feel right for you, it's probably not right for you. It might work for 10 other people, but that's not to say that it's for you right now. So cultivating that inner voice of, of intuition and listening to that. We all have those gut instincts where, you know, it's whether it's don't go down that road or um, oh, that doesn't really seem right or just mm, doesn't sit well with me. Listening to that voice and not ignoring it and really encouraging your children to listen to that voice too. Children are very intuitive. They have a stronger connection because as adults, I think we have ignored it for so long um, that they have a real strong tie to that inner voice. And so if things like if they don't want to hug somebody or they don't want to, um, I'm not saying not eat the vegetables, but really encouraging your kids to listen to that inner voice of intuition too. Um, and starting from that young age, Um, I wanted to give you a list of oils that were really good um, before I end. If oils for um, cellular health, so I was talking about those telomeres, the ends of the chromosomes that get worn down by stress um, and hypervigilance and chronically turned on Paris, or sorry, sympathetic nervous system. Uh, oils like copaiba, frankincense, turmeric, uh, DDR, which is the damaged DNA repair blend. Uh, yarrow palm, pink pepper, and green mandarin. If you're looking from a cellular health perspective and you want to start um, proactively supporting the body systems, those oils are great for immune support, cardiovascular support, um, cellular health, um, protecting those telomeres, uh, the, chromo the, the chromosome ends, um, helping the body from a cellular level. Um, that would be for the physical aspect of taking care of, um, of building up some resiliency to that stress response. Again, th things in the mental realm, things like meditation, relaxation classes, gentle yoga, um, yoga nidra, 
We'll work on those emotional and mental layers, breath practices, um, just taking time in nature, um, and then finding community, making time for family and friends, making time for things that bring you joy, um, that make you feel connected to others. Um, and when you do have those opportunities to connect with others, really seeking to understand, to genuinely hear and see someone and understand where they're coming from, regardless whether you agree with them. And just seeking to see that um, that essence, that source, that universe, that energy that is vibrating at all, in all of us at a cellular level, that is something that we can recognize in another being. We all have that. We all have that um, that source, that connection to to universal consciousness, if you will. So looking to see that divine in other people. And taking time, most importantly, to connect to that place in you. Because when you can connect to yourself, you can connect to that place in you, then you have this ability to see it in others. Um, and that's where we find that community and that connection. Which connection paired with self-care equals freedom. At least it does for me. That has been the biggest theme of the last three years of learning is that freedom is absolutely as a result of taking time for self-care and connection, both to myself and others. So that being said, I hope everybody has a really wonderful Sunday. Thank you, everyone, for joining. I encourage you to take some time for yourself to think about some of the ways that you can start supporting yourself, start supporting your self-care, uh, whatever level that looks like for you today, whether that's in the physical body or the mental body, uh, just to take time with yourself to recharge your cup, to do something kind for yourself, and to share whatever those things are that fill your cup with the people who are important to you. So have a wonderful day, everyone. We'll see you next time.